Alright, 723, June 29th. You know, I we had the episode yesterday and I talked about my friend and her issue and everything else too. And what I'm trying to get people to see. What I'm seeing clearly now is that I have a friend of mine, his body name is uh, comedian Cortez Anthony Carter. He's a comedian here in Kansas City. And he says something today. That resonated with me after I was going battling over all of this. And I'm going to get to that. He said, we are the problem. And it resonated with me. Because in the top of the Constitution, it says, we are the people. And the problem with that is that we are the problem. is because we cannot come together and fight what is right in front of us without an argument, without threats, and all of that. We cannot. And that is what will set us back from ever accomplishing, ever accomplishing social, getting rid of social injustice. We cannot sit here and keep fighting with one another, have disagreements about certain things that are near and dear to us. Yes, I said it again, I said it a million times. My friend was wrong for using the N-word in the manner that she used it. However, it does not condone that her ex-boyfriend waited three years to post what she said to him when this whole racism thing that we're fighting right now was going on in 2017. Colin Kaepernick was still in the NFL, kneeling, protesting. We were still having issues with racism then. So my problem with the whole thing is why did he not post it then so everybody can see Then post it right now when everything is hot. That shit's fucking petty to me. And this man has beaten this girl, stole from his girl, her son, abused her physically, mentally, gone to her job and all of this shit. And if you've moved on as a guy, if you have moved on with another girl and the girl is not messing with you, why the hell would you go back and start fucking with her and continue to fuck with her? It's quite obvious. It's quite obvious that you cannot let it go. I have had many women done dirt to me in the past and met other girls. But I have never been vindictive like this man is towards that woman. I have not gotten people to call her jobs, job to get her fired. I have not sent her death threats or given out her home address where not only does she live, but her mother and son, especially her mother who is sickly, after her father passed away three years ago, lived there, laid her head at. That's my problem. We've already acknowledged 
what she said was wrong. Some people are still going to be friends where it's going to take them a while to know, get over their feelings. And I've talked to, talked to her, I talked to her, and I told her, I will help her become a better person because I haven't seen anything she's posted racist in three years since that incident. Multiple posts were coming out. Multiple posts were coming out. But that shit was back then and how she was feeling and she shouldn't have felt that way. She should never have said what she said. But I'm trying to get y'all, the people, to understand that there's always two sides to the story. And when the ex-boyfriend and his girlfriend are still posting things about her after it's already been acknowledged in the fact and everybody's in the fucking uproar it has to make you wonder what was the fucking end game for him her end game was to basically get him to leave her alone so she said the most disrespectful thing that you could ever fucking say and disrespected his mother not condoning what she said. Because it was wrong. And I'm not condoning his fucking behavior. But one thing that I will say this. Is that I'm very outspoken on certain things. My boy told me. That I needed the black community support. Here's the thing I want to say about that. I started doing comedy in 2009. I had the black community support up until 2012, where apparently this catfish by the name of Jessica Lambert magically appeared and hacked into my fucking Facebook because I was on the fucking rise, people. The black community of Wichita thought that I did it and blamed me for it. Now, I want you to understand that I was going through two a death my uncle passed away my uncle Anthony passed away in Atlanta Georgia at the same time as we were getting ready to bury him which was May 2nd 2012 she appeared and was catfishing all these rappers and niggas down there and then she caught me June the 20th as I was going to do a job for DirecTV at a Walmart and I think it was Park City. Sent me a friend request. Said she was a mutual friend of somebody. I accepted it. I did. And everybody turned their back on me. And around that time, my grandfather became ill. My grandfather broke his hip. Was out of place. My grandfather was fighting cancer here in Lenexa, Kansas. I watched my grandfather die. And all that anger, all the emotion, on August 26, 2012, came out in that parking lot of the nursing home where he died at. Because the black community stopped supporting me because they believed a lie. Instead of wanting to know the truth. So when my boy told me that today, 
I said it. The black community has never supported me and my comedy as a whole. I have not seen at least 50% African Americans in the capacity of any of my shows since. And I got one coming up July the 12th. No, July 11th. I take that back. July 11th. I have most hated New World Order. I have African American artists performing. I have Latino artists performing. I have white artists performing. What people are not seeing to understand is that the more that we fight amongst each other in the black community, the further we are going to set ourselves back from ever achieving the eradication of social injustice. That's what they want us to do. They want us to kill each other. They want us to hate each other. And the reason why they want us to do that is because during slavery, they installed that in us systematically. And nobody seems to understand that. It's all I'm trying to get y'all to understand. Is that my stance on this is the same as it was three years ago. I place blame on both parties. And as much as y'all are placing blame on Jessica Garza, my friend, you must place blame also on Stacey Fisher Jr. Just like I did three years ago when this son of a bitch came about. And the whole thing that I'm trying to get y'all to see while y'all are pissed off and shit is why didn't this post come out immediately on December 2nd, 2017 instead of Friday, June 26, 2020 when the same hot topic of racism in America was still going on December 2nd, 2017. The same issues were still going on then. That's where I'm trying to get y'all to understand my stance. Y'all saying that I'm taking up for her and condoning her. I, obviously, you don't fucking know me very well. You take my words and are contradicting everything I fucking said. Because you're fucking angry. Instead of sitting down, calming down, and understanding, and listening, and shutting the fuck up while doing it. I'm pissed. I am so damn pissed. That has to come to this. And I do not care about who supports me because I know who supports me. But I am challenging the black community to come out and support this event. And this is just not what your thoughts in Kansas City too. In Topeka, in Lawrence, in Salina, in the surrounding areas. Because this show is not about comedy and rap. No, this show is about unity. And we have to show unity in order to fight this pandemic. Fuck COVID-19. The real pandemic that has been going on for over 400 years needs to be fought and it needs to be fought together. 
white, black, Latino, Asian, gay, straight, doesn't matter. We have to fight this together. But we also must understand for some that are close to the situation, we must educate those who don't know the situation fully, just basically reading one part of the fucking story and being blind to the other. That yes, you can be pissed off at Jessica Garza. But you also have to ask yourself the fucking question, why did Stacey Fisher post it three years later and not post it in 2017? That's all I have to fucking say about that. July 11th, most hated New World Order. Get your tickets now. I'm going to fuck off. I'm out. Right now. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the returning episode of the Petty Murphy Project. I am your host, Petty Murphy, and we are here, live here at Most Hated New World Order, with some special guests. Of course, you guys know who Megs is. How you doing, you guys? And, of course, reintroducing himself, this man got big connections. Hey. He will be performing at... Here tonight, yeah, most of the New Order, please excuse me, you know, trying to burp and shit. Um, Nick Gibbs, Until the Death Records, is in the building. Yes, and we also have, um, we also have, um, coming on here, we also have um, RCX is here in the building, the Sentinel Sound. We got Devin in the building. What's going on, brother? How you doing? <laughs> then we got, um, then we got our good elevator guy, Jeb. You got DJ KW3 in the building, and you know, we're young crickets out somewhere looking for weed. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. But, um, yo, we are here live at the Rumley Tractor Event Space Center here in Kansas City, 1222 West 12th Street. We are getting ready to throw the biggest event that the Midwest has seen. Yep. And with comedy and music, it has never been done like this. We have four film directors. That will be filming and documenting this. We have the Arrival Magazine also that will be filming and documenting this also. Mm -hmm. But this event is now on not one, but two streaming services. So therefore, it's pay-per-view. So you can go to viewstub.com slash most hated new world order. Pay $10 and you get to watch it from home or go to boxcast.com. I'll send you the link if you want it. Type in Most Hated New World Order and pay $10 to the artist that you talk to that you know work with them. I'll tell you my information once you inbox me on Facebook. But Nick Gibbs, man, um, we've been we've been collaborating on this for a long time. Megs, we have, we, we have been collaborating on this a long time. Nick, tell everybody what they're in for, man. Tell them why you are here. So it all started at Boulevard Brewing, right? It was a significant amount of beer in. We had a couple flights, solving the world's problems, talking on the game. And then finally we got this idea that was running together with uh, Petty. I think a little bit over he was talking about how we, we're gonna start this whole new world order. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is gonna be the one right here. So this is, I'm in the venue right now. And I can tell you it's elegant. It's rustic, and on top of that, very spacious. So it's well worth the trip. 
they definitely got what two cash bars two cash bars two and cash we got bars food trucks coming tonight food too. trucks too so uh -huh. if you're hungry or you're drunk enough where you need to eat something it's all there uh, I can I can easily say Tell the Death is about to murder this stage. Like, I feel sorry for this place because we don't mean to do it like that. But we got to do it, you know? You're going to burn the building down. Oh, we You're have to. You're on fire today, dude. We have no choice. We're going to murder this right now. And then on top of that, we've got some dope artists that are coming from Wichita. We've got some in Kansas City. we got some dope comedians. And on top of that, the show sets that I've heard so far, and the people that I've heard so far, man, you guys do not want to miss this. So we got DJ Frostbite in the building. Ooh, okay. So, you know, he's come all the way from Wichita. The MC Lace, my best friend, is unable to make it because his job told him if he came up here, he would have to quarantine for two weeks. So DJ Frostbite, I met him last week at Waltz, which you should have been there because we had fucking fun. We had fun at Waltz, so next time I'm in Wichita and I'm there on the Thursday, you're going to Waltz with me on the Thursday okay. night. Now, you got your choice. This is where I get my usual. The Petty Murphy special is usually a steak and mashed potatoes there you go. and broccoli, or I'm giving me some chicken wings, some fries, ranch dressing, and beer. Got to have Bud Light at all times. Bud Light. Okay. So, uh, DJ Frostbite, you want to come on over here because I'm pretty sure they can hear you on here. Um... We are basically DJ Frostbite and DJ Moz are going to have a little friendly DJ competition, Ooh, and okay. we're going to see, and we're going to see you know you know you're going to have to see the contrast of this. I have had one DJ, actually two, two DJs that has actually done this, that DJ and perform. KW3 is the only one that has DJ all three of these. We're going to be speaking to him in a little bit. But DJ Frostbite, you know, is here. I'm going to let him um, tell y'all about him. DJ Frostbite, man, how long have you been doing this? And uh, tell him how you linked up with me last week. I see, man. Um, how everybody doing? DJ Frostbite here. Uh, originally from Chicago, Southside stand-up. But moved to Wichita not too long ago. But uh, been doing it. I'm, I'm still starting out. I've been doing it for a little bit over a year. But, I mean, even what I've been doing, I'm good with my mixes. Got, got to get my scratching game up to par, but my transitions and blends and my music style, it's for everybody. Okay. Absolutely. How excited are you to be here tonight? I, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm a little nervous because I, I want to make sure that I had everything. That's perfect. why I made sure I came here early. We had to make sure I had everything perfect. You know, uh, to, could, couldn't drive up here, had to take. You know, the train and stuff like that. It was a little hectic today, but... Well, amen, man, and thank you for being here and getting no here safely. I said I wanted to make sure I was here, you know, get get my name out there, I, you know. But, yeah, meeting this guy, you know, met him last week, barely even knew him, and he told me about this show. It was like, hey, I got a slot open, put you on there, and I want to make sure I do this guy proud. Absolutely, man, and I appreciate you coming up here. You know, you got the endorsement from the MC Lace. Who is my best friend? So you know you got the endorsement from him, um, and I appreciate you coming out, man. You come up to Kansas City to show your uh, talent and everything like that too. And the whole thing about this is, you know, how the most hated came about. Simple. I've told the story many times. Me, Teasy, shout out to I am Teasy. I wish he was here tonight. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's not here, but he did perform in the first two. But it was Teasy who put the idea in the head on the most hated. Mm -hmm. All of y'all have been hated on. 
in some type of way. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the ones that pretty much get what they want. Mm -hmm. They always are on shows. And they're getting they're giving this talent they don't do shit. Because they didn't put in the grind to get it. Exactly. Once they put in the grind, put some shit out, it's pretty much for their family and friends and shit that blows them up. That's not how you fucking blow up in this business. That's not how you do it. This is not how you build an entertainment hub. Like, DJ Frostbite says he's from Chicago. I'm from Kansas City. I mean, I did my nine years of comedy in Wichita. Split time as a kid from Kansas City to Wichita. And KW3 has seen this. Young Crooked has seen this. Y'all, you cannot build an entertainment hub without working with everybody. And if you don't do that, then you're not going to, your, your, your hub is not going to be fully connected. Be fully connected. Right. And if it's not fully connected, then, you know, you're not, it's not going to work. Right. So, you know, with everything going on, with COVID and everything else, too, because this show is supposed to happen March the 2nd. Mm -hmm. I mean, May 2nd. And then June 11th. And then June 11th. And, and now July, July 11th. Now we're here. We made and it. We made it. Finally. Actually, it was June 13th. June 13th, that's right. June 13th. Saturday, was the first, June 13th. It would have been the first day of Juneteenth. That's right. Technically. Mm -hmm. We're here. It seems like forever ago, though. And <laughs> I appreciate y'all coming up here because yes. now I am taking this event and turning it into something really special for the Midwest. Not really know where you live in Cap Colby, you Wichita, 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 Kansas City, Dallas, you know, doesn't matter. You know, we're, we're showing the world right now that amidst of chaos with COVID, two pandemics, COVID-19, or I like to call it Roni, or Takashi 6 ix cousin, or <laughs> racism. Right. right now, what we're going to show the world tonight is unity. Yes. And it's just not because we're entertainers. It's because we're people also. And I get it with the Black Lives Matter, All Blue Matters, whatever. But what people don't seem to understand is that the human race matters. Mm -hmm. And tonight, what we're going to show the world, because tonight at 5.50, tonight, it's going to be epic. We are going to kneel for eight minutes and 46 seconds in memory of George Floyd. Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. He deserves that respect. He deserves that respect. So does Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, Trayvon Martin, Eric Garner, Michael Brown Jr., Philando Castillo, Amadou Diallo, Sean Bell, Oscar Grant, Sandra Bland, anybody that has been a victim of just not police brutality and police killings, but racism throughout the years. Because a lot of people understand Black people, we have been enslaved for 402 years. We've only been free for 60. And what we are fighting for are those equal rights. And we yes, white people are sick of it. I appreciate y'all standing up for this shit. Everybody is sick of this shit. It is time for a change here in America. And not only is it not a change for America, but it's also a time for a change in our entertainment hub. I'm sick of the divide and conquer. I'm sick of the clicks. I'm sick of all that bullshit. So why I call myself most hated is because I am the most hated for what I do. And you guys are hated on because you guys are working with me. So what I told y'all today, don't worry about the noise of the haters. Don't worry about what, no, what the naysayers or anything like that. Listen to the crowd, hear the crowd, feel them because this is your moment. Right. And Young Crooked, do you want to know 
Chop on, say something real quick. You know, say something. You want to jump on the podcast? You're good. You're good? I think he's high. <laughs> he's in the building, at least. He's in the, right? building. he's in the building. Kata 3. You come on down in here in the Petty Murphy Project, man. RCX, when y'all finish, come on through, man. We're for real, though. So, you know, we just want to know, entertain y'all. Look, everything that we're doing with the tickets, the live stream, and the entry into the show, it's only 10 bucks. $10 ain't shit, right, Nick Gibbs? Oh, I spend it accidentally. <laughs> accidentally? You spend that at going to Starbucks? Man, I spend that throwing the... So what we're going to do here, before we get Kato 3 on, because I'm getting a phone call in, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back on the Petty Murphy Project. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. 